ladies and gentlemen, to a brand spanking new halfway point in the middle of the season of the NFL uh, story as it unfolds episode of the Sunday card here on Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, wherever you get your podcast. And of course, our audience on sportscountry.net. We do not forget about you. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, back again, ladies and gentlemen, after a crazy, that was probably one of the most wild weeks in the NFL that we've had in a long time. The week of the backup quarterback. Massive, massive week. And a lot of stuff happening injury-wise, a lot of stuff happening. The trade deadline going in past. COVID everywhere now in the NFL. Uncle COVID is back. Ladies and gentlemen, we break it all down for you here. Matty Ice, Matt Silberth is here to break it down. Matty, what a crazy weekend. Uh, Halloween, really a lot of scaries if you were betting against those backup quarterbacks and if one of your favorite players got injured. Yeah, definitely backup quarterbacks. Week of the dog. Definitely the dogs were mm-hmm. back in a big way this week. I think I think straight up dogs went eight and eight. It went it went right down. I don't think it, wow. so. A lot of dogs won last week. Um, a lot of craziness, it, it, you know, in all that. You've got some games like the Philadelphia and the Lions game. Like of all of all the dogs, you know, everybody's picking the Lions to win this week. Like that's a blowout. <laughs> a ton of just weird games. Obviously, the Jets beat the Bengals. Oh, crazy, Some crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Sunday night football didn't go how anybody saw it going, man. <laughs> and, we well, had, and you know, and we ended up both doing okay. We both did okay. How about this round of applause for us? Three and two weeks for both of us. How about that? We, we have to live in the chaos. We have to thrive in the chaos. Yes, exactly. We, we, we thrive under pressure and I think we nailed it. Uh, congratulations to Trevor Simeon. Congratulations to Mike Youth pastor Mike White, who unfortunately is not around uh, on Thursday night now because he's hurt or we're watching this game against the Colts and they're getting smacked around. And then maybe the biggest one of all, freaking Cooper Rush put on a clinic oh. on Sunday night. Rip your freaking heart out. Yeah, and, and you know, primetime Kirk Cousins. I said I wasn't too worried about it. I should have been <laughs> worried about it. That guy just, man, does he find a way to just do horrible, horrible things uh, during primetime games. Yeah, he's not a freak, and you know the freaks come out at night, and he does not. So he's a very like mild mannered man. His so. bedtime is seven thirty. Yes, clearly he's having he's having a bowl of frosted mini wheats before he gets to bed. He is he is a brand man. There's no <laughs> question. Um, <laughs> but anyway, a lot of craziness. Um, before we get into the injuries and all the craziness going on this week, thoughts and prayers to you, my friend. Your yeah. your favorite uh, son, Super Bowl MVP. Von Miller gone Hollywood on us and is off to the Rams for second and third round pick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I get it. I think that is, that's a pretty good return for, for an aging guy who's, who's hurt a lot, but ah, boy, that just feels like that's a, that's like, that's a heart and soul player on that yeah. team. Like if you're a fan of that team, that is a guy, you know, you, you always have Super Bowl 50. That's all I kept hearing was you'll always, will always have Super Bowl 50, which, you know, feels like he won that game single-handedly when you see the two strip sacks and everything that he got. So, ah, oh, that's a tough one. That's a real tough oh. one. Right in, the, right in the fan feelings on that one. Oh, he's like the face of the franchise. He's, he's the guy. He is the guy. Ever since they drafted him, like, top 10 pick, like, he has been a stud throughout. Now Bradley Chubb will have to take over his role now that he's the new guy. So, Yeah, and, and fills in perfectly because he's also never on the field, so. <laughs> they're going to replace him with a uh, Stephen Weatherly coming over from Minnesota, by the way, uh, in a very unreported trade from the Vikings. So uh, we'll get into the Vikings and their scenarios of the defensive line, but uh, losing a couple guys, but uh, Melvin Ingram also traded uh, yep. to Kansas city from Pittsburgh. So interesting kind of deal with that. Not really sure why he was there. He had a cup of coffee in Pittsburgh, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It's like adding a pass rusher to the group of like the best pass rushers. Like, I don't know. They, they realized, I think they quickly, it's like, this guy doesn't stack up. And uh, for Kansas City, it's like, it's not, I mean, is this going to solve your problems on defense? Not, is it not going to help your run game or your run defense? That's for sure. Mm. I don't know. Does Von Miller really, I mean, of course he's a big impact guy, but does he really like, it seems like he's just not on the field 
And and that's my issue with him and him helping the Rams. Like when he's on the field, he's going to be really scary, but how much do the Rams benefit from him coming over that much? I, I mean, I, I guess you just got to think the matchups he's going to get on the same line as Darnold now, you know what I mean? Darnold's always getting double teams and Orton. So it's like, if, if you can get him on some one-on-ones, he's been getting a, a good amount of pressures this year. He just hasn't been getting home a ton, but it, it doesn't, it feel like kind of trade where it's like, you know, a guy who's been playing good, just not getting the numbers all of a sudden starts going over there and starts getting a bunch of sacks, maybe you know, as much as there might be easy ones where they're running out of Darnold's, you know, grasp and turning right into him kind of thing. So I think, I think he might get some favorable matchups now with, um, with some other impressive guys in that line. Going to be working with Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator out in the Rams. Love, love. I think, I think that's actually a pretty good fit for, for that if he stays healthy. Okay. Um, a lot of injury news on this front, Maddie. What's the biggest injury you're seeing going forward? Is it a certain quarterback or is it the big ball, uh, bowling ball running back? Who is it here? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the guy who's considered – for MVP, that's not a, a quarterback. It's the one guy who's in the MVP race constantly. That's uh, that's Derrick Henry. I mean, that is just insane. Um, he's going to be out six to ten weeks, I believe, is the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to think that's one of the the big advantages. Every time you're looking at the Titans, it's you could talk that you could talk yourselves out of uh, pick you know picking against them because of this, that, and the other thing, and then you go ah, Derrick Henry. It's just who's going to stop Derrick Henry? Even good run defenses have a hard time with it. So. Uh, they will, and man, they won an ugly one. We talked, didn't talk about that game yet. An ugly one, awful last week. Carson Wentz, thanks for nothing on that. Oh. I mean, just he is the worst. Again, comes out as he, they're like you said, kicking the crap out of the Jets. It's all he does. He comes Houston, he balls out. He shows how he could beat bad defenses. And I just, I don't know about this guy in big games, big spots anymore. But Titans losing Derrick Henry has got to change the entire look of their offense as far as just not being able to lean on the run game nearly as much as they've been able to in the past, which mostly is going to hurt them like fourth quarters closing out games. It was like if they had to lead in the fourth quarter, Derrick Henry's just running the ball until, until the clock was out. Hold on. Are you not scared of the return of the greatest running back of our generation? <laughs> I thought it was going to be Frank Gore for a second. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> uh, AP, AP just keeps missing out on every year's training camp. So I'm going to sit, Incredible. I'm going to sit at home, stay in good enough shape. And as soon as someone goes down, I'm going to get a call. I know. I know the bat, the bat <laughs> phone's going to ring. How is he not on your fantasy team right now? I, I don't know. I, I don't buy into it. I guess everybody's <laughs> just like every, like, again, if you look at like a lot of the Titans, like offensive line, like, you know, yards before contact, stuff like that. Like, they're not that great. They're not that superior. It's just that Derrick Henry, yards after contact, is, like, always at an insane, insanely elite number that he yeah. gets. So, it's like, I don't know, know if that run situation, like, they've had some injuries, like Taylor Lewan, been hurt, and, and, and some other parts of that line. So, I don't think the running situation's great. I've And all I've heard this week, got a lot of analysts, is probably a lot more play action coming. You know, less, yep. less run play is more play action for them, so. They'll piece it together with AP and Jeremy McNichols and some of those guys out there. But to me, the biggest impact on Henry is not necessarily the offense, but it's the uh, it's the opposing offense, especially mm. this week when they go play the Rams. Henry will keep that offense off the field, and and it's just mm. the threat of him being there alone. They haven't run the ball too good in the last couple of games, um, and just the threat of him there. They dominated the Chiefs. They played really well offensively against the Bills. Again, really well offensively against the Colts, and they got a lucky break because Carson Wentz's pea brain. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, to me, I think it's just the threat of him there, not even him in general. Um, other injury news, Jameis Winston, big-time injury, but Trevor Simeon coming in, not playing too shabby. What is it? But like Jameis Winston's out for the year, so I don't know what they do. Are we getting Taysom Hill back? Are we getting Drew Brees to come off NBC? Are we getting Phil Rivers to stop coaching high school? What are we doing? Trevor, I mean, I was – when he came in the game, I'm like, oh, there's no chance I'm winning this bet. There's <laughs> no way the Saints are going to cover this game. And he found a way. I mean, and But we do say it, like, all the time, like, a lot of difference between the backup coming in halfway through and defense is not expecting what might be coming versus, you know, week prepare. But – we still, as of right now, don't really know who's going to be, as you said, because Taysom Hill is coming off the concussion. Uh, so it's a matter of he's going to be back fully healthy enough and, and fully in tune enough with the offense without being able to get the practice reps, but also how many practice reps has Trevor Simeon been getting? So mm. 
man, that is a, that is a hell of a situation. I think it probably, I feel like this week it might be a little bit of both, but I think if it's anything, maybe going forward more, it might be Taysom Hill. I just, I don't know. It feels like Taysom might be not be ready to run a full offense yet, but we've never, what liked, do I know? We've never liked Taysom Hill being the starting quarterback. I don't think like, like no. I, I did in the off season and I thought that would be the case, but they just never changed their offense fundamentally to fit his skill. And if they run that offense the way it works now, it's not going to work to me. No chance. He's an aged running tight end playing quarterback. And, you know, that just doesn't work with the type of offense they run. They're, they're already like 32nd in the league in most passing categories, as right. far as like passing yards per game and attempts per game. So now you know, I just think it becomes even that much more predictable. Obviously Taysom Hill running himself is adds an unpredictable element, but. Uh, yeah, I, but then it feels like going with Trevor Simeon already downgrading from a, a better passer. Yeah, I don't know. That offense is going to be uh, something to figure out. It's it's bubblegum and paper clips at this point, and it's Kamara. <laughs> Kam- Kamara's the one like piece of yeah. metal that's in the there. The motor. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So it's going to be Kamara and a double setback. They're not getting Michael Thomas back, so that's even yeah. like even worse. Um, just other quick news. Deshaun Jackson was released. That was not a surprise to me. Really didn't have a lot there. I don't know if he even gets picked up. Um, and then we have kind of an interesting story really quick, and we'll just touch on it, is Aaron Rodgers and this yeah. this positive test, uh, him being immunized. That's the new word now. Yeah. Uh, immunized versus vaccinated. Look, we're not in the business of making political statements here. Like We're not going to do that on the show. But it affects the line. The line moves tremendously is what I want to really discuss is the Chiefs-Packers line. First off, the Chiefs being one-point favorites still and easily not covering. I mean, that Giants pick, my my number one pick, plus 10, that was so easy. Should have probably took the money line. Uh, But obviously that didn't hit. But, like, the Chiefs still being one-point favorites at home against the Packers. Granted, I think the Packers are are pretty overrated from the metric standpoint. But the Chiefs are so overinflated with their, these lines. He moves the line six and a half points to seven yeah. and a half. That's a massive move for that line. Yeah, and it's like, is that an overvalue? Because it's like, I, even even the best quarterbacks you'll hear, it's it's a field goal move, and it, it's things like this, and and especially you have to think with Kansas City, as we said, you know, Melvin Ingram doesn't fix the run game. They're still they can't stop the run at all, and, and the. That's what the Packers have almost been doing a little bit more of this year. Mm. A lot of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon getting mixed in. So it feels like uh, maybe an overreaction, but you just have to figure that the general public is going to, is going to naturally think that no Aaron Rodgers. you post it big, you know, you could post it way up on the chiefs. They'll probably still take the chiefs, even though they don't cover anything. They don't cover any spreads and the general public will still find a way to bet on them. Mm. It's, it's crazy to me. It's just crazy. Even at plus one, I was like, this is, this is banana land. Yeah, they're favored in this game. And I get it. It's probably the sharp play to take the Chiefs. I didn't want any part of that at that number. Like, that was a brutal one. Um, but we lose Cooper Rush. It sounds like Dak Prescott's going to play. So props to Cooper Rush for your one game. Awesome job against the Vikings. We get Dak Prescott back. We may lose Sam Darnold, though. Uh, that's a little tough. P.J. Walker might get the start. And then Terod Taylor also coming in for the Houston Texans. So in and out shuffling the deck it's like shuffleboard on on the yacht here with with the quarterback situations all around real quick thoughts and prayers to this henry rugg situation totally sad just a, a waste just a complete waste of a career just touched uh, flushed down the drain of one mistake i feel terrible for the family i feel really bad for him he's just it's just a bad bad mistake and it's just uh, i don't even know what to say anymore about it it's it's been big thing in the media this week yeah, like I said, horrible situation all around, all parties involved. Just don't don't drink a drive out there. Just don't do it. Not even one. Just yeah. get get an Uber, get a cab. That's the only thing you could say. It's it's like scary just being at the NASCAR event last week in Martinsville, uh, and knowing that that's how fast. Like crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, by the way, speaking of that, as I just want to transition off of that. Alex Bowman, 35 to one ticket hitting on that one was pretty freaking nice at Martinsville, man. Holy cow. With, with your record, like at Patriots, Patriots games and everything like that, not knowing that, of course, like one of the racers that you bet on would, would end up pulling through. I, what am I doing? Not putting that in myself, but that must have been, <laughs> you now, talk about elation. I cannot imagine being there in person for that kind of event and then just getting a, getting a long shot winner in a field of 40 plus. 
insane. Like what, probably the, a definitely the loudest event I've ever been at, but like Denny Hamlin ramming the guy's car after like, yeah. Oh, getting, you saw some drama. Oh my gosh. It was like WWE out there. I was getting excited. Like I was freaking out. Everybody booing him, throwing, throwing beer bottles at the guy. Like it was insane, man. I, and I forgot that Marzio's the short track. So you get to see yep. basically the whole action. I love that. That's awesome. Six rows from the track we were, it was freaking loud. And it was awesome. You saw the whole thing. I was freaking out. One of the best sporting events you can ever go to NASCAR. So Chase Elliott's winning that whole thing, by the way. He's a freaking monster. Um, yeah, go I, ahead. I, I have one news thing that we got to talk about. Yes, it, it, yes. That I want your opinion on is, is OBJ. We, oh, got, we got OBJ problems oh. out in Cleveland. I just got to know what, like, the, your father posting highlight videos of how open you are. I mean, <laughs> when does it end with this guy? When does it freaking end? It's just another team that he's gone sour on sour grapes. He's been dismissed. Where do you go? Who wants, does any team see the upside of bringing him in? Is there upside of bringing him in? First off, I thought he had turned a corner. Clearly that was a mistake. Like I, I was really high on him and him coming back to Cleveland, uh, turning his head, getting off the injury and really like making it out like his father knows how to cut up a video on YouTube and just make these things like, somebody's working something lbj's got his team oh let's just make it my dad said it so it's not on me and like oh my god the ego on this guy and living off of this one-handed catch that will forever be oh that might be the greatest catch i've ever seen off chris collinsworth like it's literally just nauseating at this point that he's even in the league there's one place and one place only for that guy Vegas. That's it. Yep, yeah. the, the, that's the only place that guy can go. And obviously the rug situation kind of throws a wench into that, but you know, Vegas is the one place that I could see Mark Davis. Absolutely sign him, you know, and, and get him out there. I mean, I don't know what to do with this guy. This guy is so ultra talented, but he's really not that good. Like he's, he's not as explosive as he once was. He's now the Devonte Parker level. Good. I would say that's where I have him rated a guy in fantasy that you don't want <laughs> yeah yeah uh vegas would be a really great spot for the totally mentally stable party animal uh yeah that'd be fantastic that'd be a great spot oh, for him. <laughs> great theater great theater let's recap the picks really quick three and two last week for your boy three and two for maddie c maddie hitting at everything on the pittsburgh steelers and absolutely mm. rocked it so that is like I, when you sent me that text that morning just I have way too much on Pittsburgh. I just died in life. Yeah, because like I said, I had him at three and a half, and all of a sudden Sunday morning they rocketed all the way up to like five and a half, six. So I had to take I had to take another nibble on that. I ended up having them in not only the money line parlay that we had on the show, the money line parlay that I kind of mentioned on the show that wasn't my official pick. So I at least got one of those that went with Carolina, Jacksonville. That what a what a freaking idiot I am oh, for betting on so- Jacksonville. What a moron. Anyway, <laughs> Pittsburgh, thank God we needed that one big and because I had your under the weather in that game as well. So that hit. Yes. Late, late information coming into me. I said, oh, my God, like my under the weather is definitely going to hit. It did. So that was very, very solid. Also, Trevor Simeon, bang. Thank you very much for Matty Ice getting oh. that four and a half. And Carolina plus the three, as you mentioned, against Atlanta. Um, real quick recap. Giants, easy, easy, easy for me. Uh, a Monday night, there was no chance that Kansas City was covering that. Buffalo, minus 14, should not have bet that game. That was very, very lucky. Very <laughs> lucky. Like, I, I, and I don't have any service in Martinsville, so you just were like, yeah, Josh Allen just covered for you and saved your ass. I'm like, oh, my God. All I can think of, like, back, like, the amount of text that I sent you before, back in the days of, like, before unlimited texting was included on every plan, like, I would have burned through, like, my 250 texts a month in that, like, afternoon from one to, to seven. On my old Verizon Envy, like, yeah. just you know, with the keyboard, like, oh, man, it was, uh, you were a freaking lifesaver. I tell you, <laughs> you were a champion on Sunday because I had you I had our good buddy Quinn O'Neill calling me giving play-by-play on the Pats game like I had like everybody was full force keeping me informed it was I, I just want to applaud I have great friends I must I have great friends you fully tapped in fully tapped in uh but but Patriots Chargers head-to-head I'm all in two told you I'm all and two as far as on the show but 
Oh, man, that was tough. They didn't change the run defense at all. Nope. Uh, they're still – they just – I really – I'll be honest, I just didn't see that one coming. They had the Patriots played really well. Like, I thought that was a pretty impressive win by them. Uh, kind of not like a ton of like crazy weird things that happened. They kind of just did the exact game plan that they were able to execute with the Chargers not being able to stop the run at all. So, and Mac Jones looked pretty good. Mac Jones looked well, okay. Mac Jones, yeah, Mac I, Jones is a, he's always just there. He's, he's I guess he's, he snaps the ball. He snaps the <laughs> ball really well. He's just, don't turn it over. That's the only thing. Uh, both Carson Wentz and Justin Herbert having stinky days, stinky days uh, on Sunday. I thought Herbert was, I think the people are starting to figure out the Chargers. Uh, that's where I'm kind of at with them right now. <sighs> I know. I'm worried. I'm I, I worried am too, but. But the Pats, Pats seem like they're turning the corner. Just starting, it's like, like 2001. Just starting. I'm, I'm also trying not to get wrapped into that one either. <laughs> I am so wrapped into that one. <laughs> uh, we lose. Uh, Maddie loses on the Chargers and the Vikings. Uh, rip Cooper Rush. Uh, favorites. Awesome. The freaking favorites, man. Yeah. Well, Got to get back to it. We I I did the whole it. thing last week. Three dogs. Three dogs win. Two favorites lose. What am I yep. doing? Yeah, stupid. And then uh, obviously the Bengals, which was the dumbest loss ever. Just Zach Taylor being a Scrooge uh, and trying to throw while he's up. And we, we really should have covered that game. And the Jets just had a miracle win. So uh, bad spot, bad spot for the Bengals. And obviously the Bears were stupid too. Bad spot there for them. So let's get into it, shall we? Because uh, we want to get out on time. So here we go. Uh, three and two, three and two. Moneyline parlay does not hit, but that's okay. We're going to hit it this week. I feel good about it, Maddie. I'm going to let you go first this week after a couple of weeks off, not having a winning week. I think you deserve it. Oh, I appreciate that, Dan. And uh, I just, I'm going to be sour grapes here. I'm going to just piss right in your Cheerios to start. I hate um, you. I've relapsed. We're back. Uh, after the Saints did great things for me last week, we now have to turn around and fade <sighs> them in a divisional matchup with. The Dirty Bird Atlanta Falcons. Yes, that is right. I am back with the Atlanta Falcons here on this show. <laughs> this is uh, a sickness. It's a sickness. But they're getting six points against a team that we don't know who the quarterback is. And you already said we don't like Taysom Hill as the quarterback. And we certainly don't like Trevor Simeon uh, that, with a defense that has a week to prepare. I'm not going to talk up the Falcons defense at all here. Uh, I'm just happy to see that at least A.J. Terrell is playing their best corner, the only corner that's really been doing anything for them. So he is healthy. He is playing. Um, but I just think the Falcons could still move the ball downfield. Um, the Saints, as good as their defense is, doesn't get a ton of pressure on the quarterback. I, they, you know, they get some, but it's not – they are a top uh, unit in the league. The Falcons, I was surprised to see. Did you know that uh, Matt Ryan's only been has been sacked at 4.2%, which is which is the sixth lowest in the league? They have the that sixth stunning. best sack. It doesn't – I thought that was a glaring weakness. I think maybe some of the matchups, the defensive line just has not been able to, to get – home I guess more for them but hey I got to give credit to the offensive line for a little bit so I, I just think that again like I said Taysom Trevor Simeon feels like six points a lot this could be an ugly one Saints could probably still win I won't have any money line on the Falcons in this so they are not involved anymore in that but you know I, I see them keeping it within a field goal another interesting part speaking of that is that the Saints are kicking field goals 66 percent this year 66 percent versus obviously uh, Atlanta have a very good uh, kicker and coup who's going to get 92%. So I'm hoping that maybe that will maybe come into play a little bit, uh, a couple of missed field goals for the Saints, and, and it can keep us inside of a, a six, a key number in a divisional game. Certainly a backdoor opportunity, I would say that. I think that that is certainly a play with the divisional game. It's the right side. I hate it, but I can't bet the Saints, right? Because, right. you know, who's playing? You know, I mean, it's a stay away game for me just because of the uncertainty. The hand of Matt Ryan gets stepped on last week. What is that about? Non-throwing hand. Non-throwing hand, but no Calvin Ridley now. Like, uh, it's such a yikes. That's a yikes game. Oh, you are. It is. <laughs> Sour grapes. Sour grapes to start here. Sour grapes. There's no question. Well, I'm going to, if, if you're going to piss in my chairs, I'm going to piss in yours and be a homer and take the Patriots. No, number five. <laughs> this is three weeks in a row, Dan. And, and, and three weeks in a row we have hit. So what, let's keep it rolling. It's like the Chiefs. Three weeks in a row. These are by the numbers, by the way. The model is at 60% right now, the model. So we cannot argue with the model. The model told me, got to take the Pats. Now they're the only five, they're the number five pick. So it's not like they're that high up on the list. Like they've been the three, the two. They're the five this week. So uh, minus three and a half at Carolina. We know about Belichick being three and zero oh, uh, against the spread versus Sam Darnold. 
if he plays, if he plays those three games, uh, they have won by 14, 33 and 35 against, against uh, Sam Darnold. Granted, I don't want to put too much stock in it. It's the jets. I get it. Like they've been really bad, but uh, just a couple of things here. How about Carolina dead last in completion percentage, 29th in yards per attempt, 29th in passer rating, 29th in sacks allowed. They're giving up 24 sacks this year. Their offense is hot garbage. Uh, not entirely sure if Christian McCaffrey is going to play. It sounds like he's very uncertain. Game time decision sounds like it. That would certainly help them. But the Patriots, you want to talk about uh, completion percentage, dead last. The Patriots are third in defensive completion percentage. The Patriots are second against uh, opposing offenses in passer rate. Uh, this a ton, a ton, a ton of serious holes for the uh, Carolina offense. It's DJ Moore, and that's really it. I mean, Carolina's a minus four turnover differential. Very solid defense, though. They are fourth in sacks. They're third and third down uh, conversion rates. So they, they are pretty good on the defense. But here's the thing. The red zone defense is terrible. The red zone defense is terrible. 28th in the league. And a lot of that has to do with them turning the ball over in their own zone. The offense puts the defense in horrible positions. And that's what I figure this week. Look, the Patriots, are they very good? at being able to throw the ball down the field and getting big yardage. No. And Carolina does not really allow a lot of big plays, but the Patriots offense is not built on that. The Patriots should be able to run the ball. Carolina has given up over four and a half yards a carry. I think the pass rush of Carolina will be offset by the Patriots ability to run the football minus three and a half new England on the road. Uh, pick on Steph Gilmore a little bit and uh, let's go. Yeah, this one's tough. I, I text you, we were looking at lines early in the week. This is one that I bet on early, and I'm just – I'm having a little bit of second thoughts now. I am worried about the Carolina defense. It looked looked like it was back last week after it is getting healthy again. Like said, Hassan, Hassan Reddick and Jack Thompson both being back are really – I mean, they are bringing the heat from both sides hmm. uh, on that Carolina defensive line. And that – it might be one of the most difficult fronts that Mac has played so far. So – I just have to wonder, I wonder if he's going to struggle with that at all. And, you know, turnovers can come into play and sacks and come into play. So it, it, it stayed out of my top five for that reason. I'm just a little, and again, just back-to-back road games for the, for the Patriots West coast last week. So I don't know. I don't know. It was a stay away from me. It's a scary game. There's no question about that. And I'm even hesitant to myself. I'm like, can, is this a real, like, are they really turning it around? Like that was a good win last week. Defense showed up defense right now. I mean, by my numbers, I have deep, I have Patriots defense as number five defense in the league right now, just based on what the numbers were saying to me. So, I mean, they are very, very improved, but I think the Patriots are slightly better than Carolina on the road does scare me. But I just, I, I think that at this point in the season, the Patriots are turning and the Carolina Panthers are going in a different direction right now. I was not impressed by their win against Atlanta. Their offense still couldn't do anything against the Atlanta Falcons defense. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Pats. Number four, Maddie. Number four for me. I don't know. I don't know if this is a dummy pick or not. I just, this is one that as soon as I looked at the board, I said, who are the Miami dolphins to be six point favorites? What, what world in what world are the Miami dolphins a six point favorite against anybody? So I will be taking Houston Texans. It is down to five and a half because, as you said earlier, and I love this now, is that our man Tyrod Taylor is back. He's going to be starting this week. He is expected to be playing. I love this now. I have I got the Texans at six and a half earlier this week or six, whatever it was. Um, but Tyrod being back now makes me feel so much better. I, I won't get into the numbers too much on this one because no they're pretty much bottom, you know, 10 they're all you just look at the numbers as where they rank in the league it's 20s and 30s everywhere for these two teams but the one the one thing that i like about the defense uh for houston is that they get after the quarterback a little bit which we mentioned miami's offensive line still bad um and next to tyrod back they can throw the ball a little bit so i i just don't see this is too many points again for two bad teams this is really like a flip of a coin game so getting nearly six points feels great and Tua has an injury of his own. Tua has a uh, hurt finger on his throwing hand. Unlike Matt Ryan, not on his throwing hand. This is on his throwing hand. So mm. uh, I will definitely, I, I will happily, happily take the Houston Texans, the one and seven Houston Texans. 
The tie god is back. That is a heck of a pick. And the reason it's a heck of a pick is because it was the number four pick in the model this week. So we are mind melding here. Houston Texans. Now we're getting somewhere. We're no back. mind meld. No mind meld last week. Now we're back. We're back. I mean, that, did you not like, did you even have to look at the model? That, again, nope. I just looked at the board. And I'm like, nope. what, you, what? I don't, is it a dummy pick, Dan? T- tickets don't say so. We could talk about tickets. Tickets, uh, 56% of the bets on Houston, 95% of the money. Oh. They hammered it when the Tyrod news came out. That it jumped a lot when he was when he was pronounced active. And that's why that he almost played last week. So that's why, and, and you mentioned you got it early. I did the same thing. I got it plus six. So I, I feel really, really good about that and just having that the number that it's at. The Dolphins are giving up 407 yards per game. 407. That is dog whistle garbage like that is so horrendously bad for a brian flores with byron jones and xavier howard all these great amazing talented players and everybody said the dolphins are on the they're on the rise they've won 10 games last year like like give me a freaking break 407 yards a game that's disgusting uh, also, fun little stat here for you that we found in our guys at the Action Network. Teams losing by an average of 15 points per game or more after week five, which the Texans are, are 96-48-1, and 67% clip. Odd stat, but an interesting stat nonetheless. Uh, I love the Texans here. I think you're 100,000% spot on. Little nervous about the releases and the uh, releasing Vernon Hargraves, releasing the good D tackle there, sending him off to San Francisco. Um, but no, I, I don't see how this game is remotely a blowout. They can't. The Miami Dolphins being the Miami Dolphins being six and a half points is a joke. You're 100 percent right. I, I thought I was seeing things. So yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'm falling in a trap if I'm stepping in it or what, but. <laughs> Uh, that that just seemed too good to be true, and I just I hope it's not. But uh, I will move on to my number three pick here. And Dan, look at me. I as so I picked the Atlanta Falcons. I know, yeah. I know, I re- relapsed. But who am I? I just picked against to a tongue of Iloa, and now I'm picking with Justin Herbert going against the Eagles as one and a half <laughs> point favorites. I mean, look at me. I'm 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 all over the place here. Well, I am flip flopping you. I'm, I'm flip flopping, but. Um, again, last week you, you nailed it. The, the matchup of the Patriots with the chargers. I, I saw it. I knew it was there. And I just said, I'm hoping that the bye week they're going to change it. They did it, but I do not think that the Philadelphia Eagles match up as well, uh, as the Patriots did and nearly as, as the Ravens did, especially not on the defensive side. Now, all I feel like I've been hearing about on Twitter this week is, is the boring lackluster and uncomplicated Eagles defense. And I was like, I got into a few threads and it's just talking about how, you know, they play, they're playing uh, zone coverage at the third highest rate in the league. Yep. They don't really disguise anything. It's kind of the same looks. They just try and get home with four, nothing mixing it up. Totally opposite of what Herbert was just dealing with, with Bill Belichick and Wink Martindale who are, you know, defensive geniuses, mixing it up, seven guys up, bring it four, bring it five at different times. You don't know who's coming. I just don't – I think Justin Herbert, I have enough confidence in him as a one-and-a-half-point favorite that he'll be able to figure out this defense, and they're not going to be throwing too much crazy stuff at them. And as much as, you know, the defense isn't that great, I'm happy to bet on the Chargers when they can outscore – when they can just outscore their opponent, when they can just put up offense. And, you know, I think they are capable of putting up, you know, 30, 40 points on, on the Eagles and, you know, keep them to maybe 28 or so. So, And the Eagles have been much worse at home than they have been on the road. Correct. Which is just, I feel like, pretty typical for Philadelphia. Just, they get they get home in front of their fans who hate them, and, and they don't play that well. Go figure. But uh, so, yeah, I, I will be taking um, I'll be taking Chargers here, and you'll like this one, Dan. I know part of the model penalties. Philadelphia, oh, one of yes. the worst teams of penalties in the league. They didn't have a ton last week against the Lions, but again, that was just a blowout of a game. That's just a weird one. Yeah, that's another one that I think really juiced up their rushing numbers that they're at right now as far as they're they're in the top uh i think 10 now but i mean last week they just ran wreck shed over them right you know as soon as your starting running back gets gets hurt that's when you decide to run the ball more because they had a problem running the ball with their running backs all year long so 
I have the Eagles and you are grinning over there. So I know you have something to say. Or I don't have the Eagles. I have the Chargers. Yeah. Just when I thought we were together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is the Philadelphia Eagles plus one and a half. Oh, I feel sick. I feel sick. I almost took this one out. I was like, this can't be. Like, I just, I can't take the Eagles here. I dove into the numbers, and there is some credence. First off, there's a lot of credence for the over, um, the over 50, uh, because both offenses match up to the defenses perfectly. Also, the red zone defense for, for these teams, the Chargers are 18th in the league in red zone defense. The Eagles are 29th. I mean, they are both awful uh, in, in the red zone for playing defense. But – the Eagles do have some advantages here They uh, as well. And uh, your points are well taken, and I think it might have been an overreaction to a win over Detroit. But maybe the Eagles do run the football because clearly the Chargers can't stop it, and clearly it's not a scheme thing that they can't do. It's clearly just a fundamental thing that the Chargers cannot stop the run. And we know that they're the 32nd worst team against the run, DVOA in yards per carry. Eagles are fourth. I'm sorry, third. They're averaging five yards per carry. Uh, they're going to run the football. We know, and I think that stylistically, uh, that Oklahoma-style offense that Nick Sirianni's running uh, seems to me to be a perfect fit against the Chargers here, who are just, they're not big up front, and they're going to get spread out. So they're going to have to run a lot, a lot, a lot here. Um, the Chargers just can't get off the field on third down either. Third down defense has been terrible. And I'll tell you something, uh, Philadelphia, uh, in the red zone is very, very good. Philadelphia is fourth in the red zone on offense. So the more third downs the Chargers give up, and, and they did it again against New England, who was a little bit better in that category. And I want to mention something. You mentioned zone defense. The one reason why Herbert didn't do well on that game is because they expected the Patriots to play their regular man-based defense, and they did not. They played a ton of zone defense. They said 70% of the defenses that they played uh, in that game was zone defense to confuse Herbert. Uh, I think the league is catching up to Herbert. I don't think Herbert's 100% healthy. I hate this pick. I absolutely hate this pick. Is he healthy is a good question, but I got to take the Eagles here. The Eagles need to get sacks at home. 16 of their 17 sacks have come on the road. They need to do better. That, isn't that a crazy stat? 16 of their 17 sacks have come on the road. They looked like the 85 Bears out there against the Lions. I mean, they really did. They, Josh, I mean, it's the Lions. I get it. But the right side of the offensive line of the Chargers is horrendous. It's horrendous. Like, the, the left side's fine with Slater and Corey Lindsley and all that. Like, But the right side was horrible. So I imagine they put Josh Sweat over there. They, they match up Fletcher Cox over there, and they get it going. I don't like this pick, but I have to take it because the model is always correct for at least 60% of the time. So I'm begging the Eagles plus one and a half. Let's go to war. Oh, man, we're head-to-head -head again. I, I want to go back to one thing you said about the Patriots' defense uh, running 70% zone. I think that's, again, what I was we were kind of getting at before with them disguising their coverages, where Herbert's sure. coming out expecting this, and they're coming out playing zone, and they're disguising their look. They're making zone look like man in the playing zone versus, again, the Eagles line up, and it's kind of – I think that he'll be able to get a pre-snap read on them. It's not going to be deciphering as the play develops. He's kind of going to know what to expect pre-snap more versus Philadelphia than the last two teams. It's a good point. I like your pick better than I like my pick. That's what there you and go. I'm still and I'm still making my pick. So, gotta listen to the model. Gotta listen to the model. Gotta listen to the model. Model knows. Uh, number two, Maddie. I I'm hoping the model's on my side on this one. Because I don't see where the Giants have any statistical advantage over the Las Vegas Raiders at all. When like you just look at the stats, like offensively and defensively, straight down the line, the Raiders are better in every single category. Yep. And we're coming off of the Giants having two covers, which means it is time to get off of the Giants. And they're playing at home. And this is, we always fade them at home. We fade Danny Dimes at home. Not to mention they're an absolute infirmary. They have nobody. Every week, two wide receivers go down. I don't know how it happens. They have thir 13, po 13 COVID uh, false positives, I guess. So I guess they're playing, but now, but we're not really sure. I don't know. So that, I mean, that's more problems there. The defense was already hurt enough. There's the defensive injury list is just as long as the wide receiver injury list. Um, Sterling Shepard will be out. I think the best they're going to have is Kadarius Tony and maybe Kenny Galladay back this game. But um, I, I just think, yeah, I think it's time to get, to get off the giants. Um, their offensive line stats are being disguised by some early season. Andrew Thomas stats, Andrew Thomas on the IR. He was one of the best PFF ranked offensive linemen in the league. Um, and I think he was really holding up those stats. They're still 
I believe around 15th in the league as far as sacks allowed percentage. Um, and I think that they're still getting a little bit of boost off of that because he just went out um, after the during the Carolina game uh, again when they were able to kind of have some protection against that really good Carolina front. Um, last week they played the Chiefs. You don't have to worry about getting any pressure from the Chiefs again. That defense is absolutely horrible. So uh, I, I just think Vegas. Max Crosby has proven that it's the real deal. It wasn't just like an early two, three game start. Um, that defensive line is still getting home pretty well. So, uh, and I just think they're going to be able to air it out. No problem. Uh, Derek Carr against this Giants defense. So give me Las Vegas minus three points on the road uh, against the Giants. Taking that road favor. Taking that. Road yeah. Favor. I don't, I don't love that. Again, as I taught, I yelled at myself pre-show about taking favorites. I'm looking at my picks going, well, frick. West Coast road favorite. MetLife has not been kind to the Raiders. It has not. It's been a little bit scary for them. I will say that. But, but, I don't hate the pick. The model had Raiders minus one. That's what the model had. Mm. But it's not enough for me. Again, extreme ends. So there's a huge margin of error there. I think it's a stay away game for me. I hate it. The, The Raiders situation about what's going on this week scares me too. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't hate your pick. It's just it, I can't go to that game. Can't go to that game. Um, for the first time ever, for the first time on this show, not ever, but for the first time on this show this year, I have more favorites than dogs. I'm done with dogs. Dogs are done. So my top two are some big favorites. Big favorites. Go ahead and give us give us your favorite hmm. big favorite that you always take every week. Oh, I don't know. I don't think this is it. I don't think that. I don't, I don't think that's it. Okay. We're not gonna right. take that. We're not gonna Never take mind. That. All right. Not touching that. that one. No. But we are gonna take because I've been so great on Sunday night. We're gonna take the Rams minus seven and a half. I think that the Rams at minus seven and a half here. It is time to get off the Titans. They are so due to get smacked. So due to get smacked. You go on the road or you play at home on a Monday night, Buffalo beat them in a very, in a very, uh, you know, kind of lucky fluky way, to be quite honest with you. You come back on a short week, you beat the chiefs, you beat them bad. Good for you. You go over to Indianapolis, you get a couple of lucky breaks and you beat the Colts in overtime. Good for you. This cannot be sustained. This just cannot be sustained. And the Rams are really, really good. The Rams are just so solid. By the way, the second of two former Super Bowl matchups, Carolina and the Patriots and Tennessee and the Rams, a little old Super Bowl 34 matchup, which uh, we always, always love that. The loss of Henry, as we said, it not only hurts the off uh, the the offense, but it it is um, an antidote for offenses to stay off the field. As we say, the Rams have the number one DVOA offense in football. And really, I think the matchup in this game is Ramsey versus AJ Brown. I think that could really take away a lot of production Coolio is still dealing with an injury. He's actually questionable for the game. I expect him to play, but Ramsey on AJ Brown all night long is going to be a huge dog fight. And I expect Ramsey to win. They're going to get obviously whatever Von Miller has in the tank. uh, He'll have it. The Rams are the number one team in sacks, 25 sacks. The Titans are tied for 29th in sacks allowed 24. This is going to be a really, really tough go of it for the Titans offensive line. And also Ryan Tannehill, he is four and 10 in primetime night games, ATS in his career. Hate that. Absolutely hate it. Got to take this here. And also since 2019, only four teams have winning ATS records as home favorites. The Rams are one of them. They're hitting at 56% in the last three years. Got to take right now, I think probably the best at team in the NFC, at least by the numbers. Got to take the Rams. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that one at all either. That was kind of like, I felt the same way. It's like, man, the Titans have really been get by now uh, on some wins, especially last week of you know of all in Kansas City. Who who knows where they're at with with that win where they you know only give up three points? But yeah, losing Derrick Henry and not going against a really really good Rams team, I just think that they are pedal to the metal. And you know, we kind of said I think the NFC's got the powerhouses right. So now we're kind of seeing one of the better teams the AFC face you know, a top three team in the NFC. And it's like, I think we might see how much better this conference is just in general in this matchup. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So, I think, I think the Titans being on the top now is, I think there's going to be a major call for regression, the injuries on the O-line, losing Henry, 
the, the secondary has played above its head. I mean, way above its head. They're going to get a big wake-up call this week with Cup coming in. Cup is – Cooper Cup. Who's having a better year than Cooper Cup? I mean, holy crap, that guy is on fire. So um, – and Stafford right now, if I had to vote for MVP, he'd be in. So uh, I just love the Rams here in this spot. Um, number one, Maddie, I'm going to hold it off for you. I'm going to, I'm going to jump the gun. I always want you to go last because the last shall be first, as they say, uh, it's always interesting to hear what you have to say. It will suspend, uh, it puts some suspense in your pick because my number one pick is super boring, super, super boring. Batter up Buffalo bills, minus 14 and a half at Jacksonville. Absolute clock them. Just clock them. Just put up a freaking grandfather clock and just beat them over the head in Jacksonville. There is no way. How many points are the Jacksonville Jaguars going to score in this game? I have no idea. Two. Two. <laughs> Somehow. They'll get a safety. I don't know how. Maybe. Uh, that, that's the one care. I was alluding to in the last game. I said, I said, take the big favor. You always take. You I love know, the I, Buffalo Bills. I, 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 I had to. I, 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 I didn't want to take it at that point but you were playing coy i was playing a coy i was playing coy but but buffalo is going to kill this team i mean this is a joke i know this is the, not the right thing to do and we should take jacksonville and our home dog it's the jaguars folks don't be stupid don't be stupid this is so easy i can go through the numbers if you want but do i really have to i mean at this point in the season they don't even have james robinson like they're really depleted the jaguars all five wins by the Bills this season have come by 15, 18, 22, 35, and 40. Goodness. I mean, they just crush teams. They crush teams. Uh, two touchdown favorites off of a two-touchdown win are 23, 12, and 1 against the spread. I really don't have to say much in this game. I could go through all these numbers, and obviously with the pass defense in Jacksonville, 32nd DVOA, and, and all these things, I don't even want to go through the numbers. It's a boring pick. It's probably not the right thing to do, but I'm going to do it because the, when, when the Bills win 42-7, to 7, I'm going to be laughing all the way to the bank. So uh, it's my number one pick. I can't even tell you the number that was put out by my model because it was so ridiculous. So Buffalo minus 14 and a half. Yeah, uh, hard to combat you on that one. I mean, if you're going by the numbers, I mean, the numbers are going to tell you that because like you said, don't even list it. Buffalo's top 10 just about everywhere and, and – Jacksonville's just bottom of the barrel. So it'll be interesting. I guess some weird stuff can happen, you know, always in any of these games, but you got to think they're going to just run right over them. Reminds me of the uh, playoff game from 2017, Jacksonville and Buffalo with Terod Taylor versus Blake Bortles. Uh, so it is a very, very different NFL world since that game, isn't it? I mean, it's just unbelievable. So, and now you got Josh Allen and Terod Taylor starting in Houston. And Blake Bortles just got signed by the Packers. So, man, it's it's a wild scene. But I hate it. But listen, if the Braves the Braves won the World Series this year this week, uh, and and hit a punch of bombs against the Astros. So I, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a batter up swing for the fences. Buffalo just lay the freaking pipe and let's get out of there down in Florida. Okay, Maddie, drum roll please. The number one pick of the week is. You kind of said it that uh, West Coast vibes are back, and Maddie NFC West, Maddie <gasps> Hagen ten. We got to take the San Francisco 49ers oh! minus one and a half. I thought this is a team I had like written off and was absolutely done with, but they, we we had them in Week Five in this same exact matchup when they lost by seven because Trey Lance was starting and is not ready for the NFL. It just some of the weird things that they did in that game, I just don't see happening in this game at all. I mean, again, Trey Lance's first NFL start, he threw he throws the ball 29 times for 192 yards. He rushes the ball 16 times for 89 yards. They ran the ball with the running back only 11 times in this game. Elijah Mitchell got nine carries. Uh, Sermon got one and Juszczyk got one. I, I just, they got so away from what they are as an offense. And Jimmy G being back now, he will be able to run this way better than than Lance was back then and not to mention the amount of injuries and stuff coming up for for the the Cardinals is really kind of where I'm at uh obviously this one opened at uh, San Fran was I didn't believe a plus two or plus one and a half shifted all the way over uh with all of the Kyler injury injury news regarding the ankle 
Um, so if he's limited mo mobility wise, um, that is kind of what helped them uh, limit them to only 17 points in the last game. Kyler had seven carries, only one yard. So he wasn't getting those extra first downs with his feet. Um, so that ankle injury is going to hamper that ability even more in this game. AJ Green out with COVID. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't practiced on Thursday. Also, you have to worry about them, you know, more receivers in that wide receiver uh, room popping up. If AJ Green has a COVID case, then who knows that it could be a late pop-up uh, going into this weekend with the Cardinals. So it's hard fading a team that again is, was just undefeated and then lost last week and picking them to lose again with some extra rest. But I just think San Francisco has got a good matchup here. They're getting healthy versus uh, Arizona has been taking on more injuries recently. So I, I just think that San Fran's defense is getting right, getting healthy. And they got it. They got a chance in this one to, to take this one. They're very, you know, familiar opponent, another divisional opponent. You're shocked. Ballsy. I love it because it's so ballsy. It's the type of thing you have to do. That is a, this is what we call a sharp play right here. This is the sharpest of sharps. Yeah, it's it's showing, again, it's kind of reverse line movement, but I think it's mostly because of injuries. But, you know, right now, uh, Cardinals receiving majority of tickets and money, 61% tickets, 66% money. But the lines move towards San Francisco. Again, I think that's injury-related news. But at the same time, that could be sharp-related if they know more than the general public does about Kyler, and Kyler Murray's injury. So interesting always to see when a team's getting all the money, all the tickets – and the line's going the other way. So I, I like where I'm at. I like my position that I'm at. And this is usually the time of year in which Cliff Kingsbury starts to flush his excellent season down the toilet. That's usually the time of year. November comes around, Cliff is on vacation from calling good plays. Uh, I actually really like that pick. No, I want. Where does the model have that one? I, I need to know. Oh, let me look at the model. Oh, I, I know what it was. Uh, I didn't like it because a there was a lot of injuries, but the model had obviously Arizona as a favorite, uh, but at Arizona like minus seven. That was about wow. which was a big line, and I and I even adjusted for like home field. I adjusted for a couple of different things, and and it did come out that way. Arizona is still loved by the model, but. The model just takes into account, does not predict future. It only takes into account what is now. So to me, it was a stay away because of the injuries. And I actually really like San Francisco on the spot. There's a couple of things like I, I'm against my model in a couple of things this week that I kind of like. I kind of like. Um, and I think we may go with that with leans uh, when we get to it. But mm. I don't mind this at all. I don't mind this at all. And Arizona can be run on. We know that. Right. Uh, you're right. Jimmy G, just take care of the football. That's it. Just take care of the football. San Francisco has to do that. Uh, leans this week, Maddie. So I, I know we got to have something in this game, both of yeah. us. And I, th I think we took that last minute, the Cincinnati and Cleveland. I just, I feel like Cincinnati's the right side as a short, as a short home favorite against this team. That's just a mess. Like, well, you know, the Raiders, some of these other teams being a mess. The Browns are a mess with this mess. whole OBJ thing. And, and just, Baker injury, he hasn't even played well when he's been playing. Uh, and then I, I just think you're getting Cincinnati. Everybody sees them lose against the Jets and thinks that they're not a good team anymore. So I, I like that, but it just felt like a bad spot. I don't know. I didn't like – didn't you not like that the two and a half has been there all week? It hasn't moved? Well, I got it at two, so I was able to get it kind of earlier. But I do – it does worry me a little bit the fact that Cincinnati's online is just not very good. Like it's been better, but it's still not very good. And the bounds are really, really good on the D line. And if they can control the trenches, especially against the Bengals, and you know, one of the things the Bengals do well is they come up and they rally tackle really well from the second level. So that's that's something that Cincinnati thrives on. I'll be interested in if could, if they can do that in this game, especially with Chubb actually being there. Remember, this game was one of those famous. Uh, what was it? The, the Browns missed an extra point or something like that last year, where. Donovan Peoples-Jones at the game-winning touchdown, and it cost a bunch of people money. I think the line was like two and a half, and the Browns missed the extra point to go up by three at the end of the game after a game-winning touchdown. And we all – I think one of us had that, actually, like if I recall. I think it was it might a have been Thursday night game, right? No, it was, it was a Sunday. Night. It was a Sunday. It was a 1 o'clock game. It was right – it was like the last Sunday 1 o'clock game to finish. And, and the Browns scored with like 10 seconds left in the game, and 
missed an extra point to get the, to cover the two and a half. It was like an unbelievable loss. Uh, it might've been a different game actually, but I, I thought it was that game, but um, I do like Cincinnati here. I like Cincinnati here, minus two uh, and minus two and a half. It's fine. I, I don't think it's an overreaction. We're going to find out what Cincinnati is though this week. I will tell you that because if they can't bounce back off of that, they're right back to where they were. Yeah, absolutely. Anything uh, else? And, uh, so again, I, I kind of wanted to pick Carolina. I stayed away from that one. And then another one that just, I can't because of worry about bias and I've been against the team, but Denver plus nine and a half kind of feels like cow, like Cowboys are perfect against the spread. They're surviving. They're yep. still perfect. At some point it has to fall off, but hasn't happened yet. Nine and a half is a big number though. Big number. Model had that at minus 12 Dallas, which scared me to death. I said, <sighs> oh, I really want to take Denver, but with that coming back, I think Denver, remember, the model loves Denver. Like, the model thinks that Denver is highly underrated. Um, so, to me, I think that that Denver, this is where I differ from my model here. Is like, I do think that Denver's defense is still good. Whether Von Miller is there or not, I'm not, he hasn't been playing the last few weeks. So, right. there is some numbers baked into that where he hasn't played. But, you know, they're not turning the ball over. That's not what they do. Dallas is getting a ton of turnovers. Is the regression coming? I, I I think at some point it will come. I just don't know when. And and that game, that's why that game just absolutely gives me the skeeves, that game. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Anything else in your, in your leans? Yeah, um, I like the Vikings. I like the Vikings. Yeah, yeah I do. I, I like the Vikings a lot. Six points is too much. Uh, has anybody remembered that the Vikings have been playing every single game as a nail-biter? Every single one, like – and, and the Ravens, to me, have gotten away with so much. I mean, they've gotten away with some crazy wins. The Colts game, uh, what was the game earlier in the year? The, the Chiefs game. The Chiefs, I mean, yeah. All these The games, Lions. The Lions game. I mean, they've gotten away with so much. And then they got smacked by Cincinnati. I like the Vikings. I think it's, it's not Kirk in prime time, and we are getting on the team that lost and prime time to a, to a backup quarterback. I, I do like the Vikings in the spot. Only thing that scares me, Daniil Hunter, gone. Stephen Wendley, yeah. now gone. How does and that affect the run defense? Harbaugh off a bye. I don't like that either. True, true, true. <laughs> don't like it as much. And um, I love Green Bay. I love Green Bay. No Rodgers this week. Got to take him. Gotta take them. Out, right? It's just, it's Gotta so, again, them. they've been winning ugly too. And we're waiting for the defense to get bad. And it's just like, the Chiefs are so bad though. How do you not take the over a touchdown? I Aaron think they're going to, I think they're just going to run the ball. Yeah. I think they're going to run the ball like crazy. Aaron Jones is going to have a freaking field day on that team. Like I would take the money line. I would take the money line. I, I, I love, love the Packers this week. I, I think that they are, even without Rodgers, I just think that this is way too much. And we're going to find out exactly if they got it right. The Hall of Are they going to go from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer? I Don't Want to Lose Your Love Tonight should be the number one song in Green Bay this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I oh, love man. that song. If, if they don't play that song, if that kid is going to be the starter, they don't play that song every time he comes out, I am going to start a petition. Let me tell you, like, hey, that's you, a great you, song. You take it up with the owners in Green Bay. Yeah, all all, all 150,000 of them around there. Stockholders meeting next year, I'll propose it. Uh, that's all I got. And, and obviously, I, I mentioned the over in the Chargers uh, and the Eagles, which I kind of like, too. It's at 50. So I think they can blast through that, probably. Yeah, I agree. I like that one, too. Um, let's go to Under the Weather, and then we'll go to the Magic Moneyline Parlay. The Under the Weather this week. Not a lot to choose from, but we did find one that has a little bit of wind here. It will be Miami. Houston and Miami uh, will be the game. Now, I don't love this because neither defense is very good. I will say that. But Houston's defense competes better than their offense does. And uh, Miami's defense is at least schematically sound to the point where they're very confusing. So I do kind of like that. But here's the weather, 75 degrees. So obviously in Miami, it's going to be a little warmer than this time of year. But the wind is coming in at 10 to 20 miles an hour, 14 mile per hour sustained winds is what the call is 
for Sunday in Miami. Miami is a typical kind of every week you could probably take Miami because they're scattered thunderstorms like every single day in the forecast and then they are happen for 20 minutes. So like, you know, with this one, I'm a little skeptical, but I think we're going to ride with it. I think we're going to ride with it. Um, so we'll go Miami and Houston under 46. Okay. Okay. I mean, as much as they're two bad defenses, they're two bad offenses as well. Yes, very much so. Very much so. All right. We haven't hit in a couple weeks. I oh, think it's time. Cold. I think it's time. I, I feel good. Maddie, I'll tell you, I don't love a lot of underdogs this week. I just, I, there's a, it's tough sledding with the dogs. Uh, this is not the Iditarod. I mean, it, it's, it's freezing <laughs> over. Like it's, it's just tough. It's just tough this week. This is not the Westminster. We do not have the pick of the litter here. We don't have pure breads galore. But if we're going to go for it, we're going to go for it. We got to go full set on, on a week like this that we don't like the dogs that you were just saying. We will be backing Tyrod Taylor and the Houston Texans. We, yeah. I think Tyrod in immediately. I'm like, all right, they're going to the parlay. My guy's back week one. Throwback to week one, the money line parlay. He when got it actually, done. He got it done for us. That was awesome. So we got to We got to treat him. That's smart. And. And leg number two, Danny, you said we're throwing the Green Bay Packers Let's in there go. because the Chiefs are so bad. I just – the money line is plus 265. You're telling me right. the Packers don't have a – like that – like I don't know what the odds and the percentages break down to of their chances to win the game or what that implied probability is, but it feels way too high. I think that they can run the ball on them all day long. The Packers, they get away with weird stuff all year, and I could see it happening again. The defense is actually kind of getting right with, the, you know, the trades that they made. So give me the Green Bay Packers, and that is – we're big game hunting on this one, plus 995 on this oh. one. 995 on the value on that one. So both over 200 on the money line right now as we record. So, uh, man, we we're, we got to go full send this week. Full send, as the kids say, no cap. I'm learning oh, new words. No oh cap. Full set. Danny's back in grad school and he's, you know, getting getting some lessons. Those kids, those kids, I'm substitute teaching and these kids are teaching me all these. I learned the word bussin'. That's bussin'. This week. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Hopefully, our, hopefully our picks are bussin'. Our picks are, <laughs> our pick, oh my goodness, I almost choked. My picks are bussin' this week. I love it. So <laughs> Money like parlay, money like parlay, better be busting. <laughs> hey, we are going on, Mister the Outfield. Not going to lose our love tonight, and Ty God Taylor, I absolutely love it. Oh, hey, you have to love it. How do you not love it? Actually, no, we got to hate. I don't know. Uh, the reverse psychology is not working anymore. I love it. I agree. I think we need to be positive about our money on parlay every week. Positive. Because last week sucked. That was a terrible pick. Ah, oh, dude, and we, Alex, I mentioned the freaking the alternate one, so I can't mention any more alternates because it no makes me alternates. mad. Like, just go with your gut, and I get you were going with your gut last week, but I, we just cannot bet the Jaguars anymore. My That's terrible. Uh, so stupid. That's okay. We're gonna make it up this week. That is a freaking. That's probably one of the biggest ones we've had, right? For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. No question about it. Okay, so let's do a recap. Maddie, give us the rundown. What are your picks? Next, we've got uh, my favorite Atlanta Falcons plus six at New Orleans. Uh, Houston, Tyrod Taylor, Ty God, plus five and a half at Miami. Uh, we've got the Chargers minus one and a half going head to head with Danny against Philadelphia. Vegas minus three. I think I have all road teams as I'm looking at this now. Vegas oh minus three at the Giants. And now we got one home team. We got San Francisco as a short home favorite, one, playing one and a half currently against Arizona with potentially no Kyler Murray. And the money line parlay is Houston and Green Bay plus nine ninety five. Bang, bang. Those that your top pick and your money line parlay, I just am floored with. I absolutely love. Um, number five pick is New England Patriots as always minus three and a half. Can't quit them. Uh, Houston plus five and a half. Let us hold hands into the freaking battle zone. Me and Maddie are going in it. Uh, we are going against each other though. Philadelphia plus one and a half uh, against the Chargers at home. And then the two big favorites, Rams, Sunday night. I have been pretty good on the primetime games. I am not going to lie. Sunday and Monday nights have been pretty good. So we're rolling with the Rams, minus seven and a half. And we're taking a big baseball bat and we're bashing Urban Meyer's skull in. And we're going to take minus 14 and a half and bash him all the way down to Baton Rouge or USC or wherever the hell else he wants to go. 
TCU maybe he'll open up that one too. Buffalo minus 14 and a half. The under the weather is Houston at Miami under 46. That's it and that's all. Sorry, I'm watching the Jets get back into this game. Our t- the no ten and way. a half for the, the ten and a half is getting dangerous again. The Colts have first Carson Wentz is in with three and a half three minutes left. They're throwing the ball. He throws the ball forty yards downfield. They're only up fifteen. Jets are getting the ball back with three minutes left. Oh my! The back door is open for the Oh my goodness! And they're not playing any defense on that last drive for the Colts. Forty-five to thirty. What kind of game is this? I've completely stopped watching. Um, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Maddie, um, God bless my friend. Have a great weekend. Uh, any plans? No, nothing crazy this weekend. Going to be low key. Had a big wedding last weekend. Good time, but not as young, not as young as I once was. So I feel like I'm still, still reeling from that from last weekend. So we're going to be sitting on the couch cooking some stew on Sunday. I think some Guinness stew. So, oh, it's get it's it's getting that time of year where you got to get is. warm. Guinness stew is the way to go, especially in your house. Big time. Love that. Uh, I will be doing a – I will be like an NFL draft scout this weekend. I'm going to Liberty Ole Miss in Oxford down in the Grove mm. at Mississippi. The top two NFL quarterback draft, draft prospects, Matt Corral of Ole Miss, Malik Willis of Liberty, currently the number one and number two quarterback draft picks. I will be reporting back next week to let you know who's better. Who's going number one? I have a feeling it's going to be – the Liberty quarterback. I, I, <laughs> I have a strong feeling. A little bit, a little bit. Also, the return of Hugh Freeze to Ole Miss is a big, is a big uh, deal. So I'll be driving back from Mississippi uh, while the game's kicking off. So I don't worry. This time we are going to have service. I got the whole MiFi hotspot. It is ready to go. It's loaded up. Like we're, we're going. Ready to roll. Got to watch no matter what. Danny's traveling the world and watching every single NFL game on a Sunday. What we do, I'm living in the South now. I'm going to NASCAR and college football. (laughs) I do not quit my NFL Sunday. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening every single week. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can also listen to us on Sports Country Radio. That's sportscountry.net every Saturday, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. And again on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. to get your picks in before the big NFL Sunday kicks off for week number nine. Follow us on Twitter at the Sunday Card. That's at the Sunday Card for all of our picks. We'll see you Sunday morning, eleven thirty. I'll post them. Matty Ice uh, is obviously going to go five. Well, uh, I hope he goes four more this week, but that's okay. <laughs> five and zero. Oh, five and zero. Oh. Five and zero. Oh, five and zero. Oh. Uh, oh, I, I, I really think. Hey, you hit that money line parlay. Guess what? You win if you go zero and five. We're all good. We all good, baby. Love it. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Sunday Car.